Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Hello everyone. Um, I hope this fourth Sunday of Easter finds you well. We also call this day Good Shepherd Sunday because on this day in, at Mass we, we hear the, the gospel about Jesus saying that he is the Good Shepherd. And and I thought today it would be good for us to, to really reflect on, on what Jesus means to, to be the Good Shepherd, you know. Um, there are many people out there, many different voices out there today that, that tells us, well, this is the way, right? This, this is the truth. This is what you should do if you want to be happy or if you want to be successful. These are the things that you should do. And, but our Lord in, in, in the Gospel he, he says, I am the good shepherd, and this good shepherd will lay down his life for his sheep, and that the sheep knows his voice, and he knows his sheep. That there is this um, intimate relationship, this intimate bond between the shepherd and the sheep. And similarly, it should be the same with our own lives, right, in our own parishes, that, that the priest should know his people, and the people should know his priest, because only then, and Will, will there be any possibility of, of, of trust, of, of the parish flourishing and, and the spiritual lives of the faithful deepened? And so today I encourage you to, to pray for your priests um, and to get to know them. Reach out to them and, 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 and listen. Listen to, to what they say and, and try to see Christ in them. Um, the, you know, all priests should, should be an, an imitator of Jesus Christ, the, the Good Shepherd, and so um, in the also in the gospel we we hear that um, it, it it compares the Good Shepherd with with someone who who is just there, um, you know. You know, some sometimes we 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 hear the phrase, "I just work here," "I just work here," right? And and there's there's a difference in that mentality where. You know, I just work here, or, or this is my passion, this is my life, this is what I'm called to do, right? If you're simply a hired worker and, and you're paid to, to watch the sheep, when something comes, you know, when there's a threat or a danger that, 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 that comes, this hired worker will probably run, you know. The sheep, well, they'll, they'll fend for themselves and then they'll run. But the good shepherd... The good shepherd comes and, 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 and he protects his sheep to the point of even laying down his own life. And our Lord Jesus is, is a good shepherd in, in the same way that, that even when we sin, even when we doubt him and reject him and curse him even, he, he, he doesn't leave us. 
He chooses to stay with us and he chooses to die for us, which we can see most clearly in a crucifix. And you see that um, behind me here, the, the crucifix, right? That our Lord, who was a good shepherd, really laid down his life for us, his sheep. And, and so how, so how, how blessed are we to have such a, an amazing shepherd, an amazing Lord, an amazing God who, who loves us so much that they're willing to to run towards danger, run towards pain, run towards um, the enemy to, to protect us. So, so that's a good shepherd. And so for the next part, I thought I'd share a, a little bit about my uh, vocation story. And, and this will probably be a series of, of several things. And of course, you know, Oftentimes people think your your vocation story. Okay, well, how did you get into seminary and be a priest and all that? But but I, you know, but I really think that your your vocation story is really an ongoing, unfolding, ongoing story, from the first moment, un, un, until, the, the present, the here and now. And so today I just want to talk to you a little bit about the beginning part of of my vocation story and and how that all started. So. I was born into a Chinese family here in Philadelphia, um, but we weren't Catholic. My family wasn't Catholic, so I wasn't raised Catholic. But my parents sent me and my, my two other sisters to Catholic school because um, they, they thought it would be a better alternative than to sending, me to, sending us to public school. And so that is how we all got started, um, going, being connected or at least being exposed to to the to the Catholic faith, um, and I can still recall the first time when I really felt um, um, God, if you will, felt felt that there's something special. Was when I was in the first grade, and um, you know, every Wednesday we would have mass as part of the um, the school community. We would go to mass together in the first grade through eighth grade with all the teachers. And we, and we would go to mass, and and I would always be sitting in the front because of my last name, but also because I'm short and I'm a small, I'm a smallest person there. So I would be in the front pews, and and I can still remember um, finding it very interesting. And uh, you know, there's this man um, standing behind this big table, dressed in some some funny clothing, and and then you know, the part that really that I still remember today is when the priest puts his hands over the gifts and he um, raises the hosts and the chalice. It, 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 they were bells, and and I thought, you know, these bells were 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 magical because I had thought that the priest's hands and by raising it, that is what caused the bells to ring. I didn't know there were servers um, kneeling there ringing the bells, and so I said, you know, my, the the five-year-old me thought, wow, this priest is a magician. He knows how to make bells ring out of thin air. And so I, so I, I can vividly recall that, that experience as, as my first God moment, if you will. Although, of course, it's, it's, it's very trivial and very magical then. Um, but that was my first exposure to, to, to this um, experience of, of God. Although in a very limited capacity, of course. Um, but then, as as time went on, you know, it, it, we would go to mass every every week, every Wednesday, 
and you know of course we would have class in religion we learn about the the, the 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 creation story we learn about the saints you know we we would learn about um um whatever the the book taught us right and it, it wasn't until sixth grade really when i was able to become an altar server now you know yes at the time um because most of the students at our school was not catholic and so the servers were usually not catholic um, so, so I became a server, and it was only then when I realized that it was the servers who rang the bells, and, and that just crushed me a little bit because here I thought, you know, I was getting closer and closer to the place where this magic happens to see how the priest really, you know, makes the bell rings and, and all the other things, only to come to know that it was a server, a server who rang those bells, and so that was... That was a shock to me, um, but you know I can recall in in the sixth grade one of the the, the big topics that that I can re remember us learning about was was Mary as the motto of purity, and of course the, my sixth grade understanding of purity was was very limited. You know, do good things, be good, um, do not use bad language, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and. And I can remember, you know, the sixth, seventh, you know, I was sixth, seventh, and in the eighth grade, I was very, I was very interested in the faith, you know. And every classmate of mine, you know, told me that I was very, I was very religious, and um, and so in the eighth grade, um, three other classmates and myself, we were baptized and we were um, confirmed, and we received first Holy Communion, and I took the name Francis as my baptismal. And confirmation name, and um, you know, even up until recently, I, 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 I really didn't know what others really um, how how they saw me from the outside in in terms of my faith. Um, and recently, I, I talked with one of my really close friends growing up, and you know, I, I, I had asked her if if she if if her family knew that I was now pursuing the priesthood. And and if they were surprised, and, and my friend said no, you know my 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 mom from from the very beginning thought that you you would be a priest because you were you know out of the four of us who who got baptized, you were really the one that that, that really persevered and, and stuck with it and 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 showed this enthusiasm, you know, and and that was interesting because I I never knew that I never knew outside from my circle of classmates and teachers. That 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 it was evident that the faith was very important to me, and so I thought that was that was quite quite interesting. Um, but but so eighth grade April nineteenth two thousand three was when I was fully initiated, and and that was a very that was a very important day for me because that was also my dad's birthday, and um, I can I can remember. I, I think all my family was there, you know, my, even my, my extended family. It was sort of like, it was more important to me uh, that they would be there for that than they were for my graduation, you know, and uh, because I was the first Catholic in the family. Um, initially, there was some resistance between me and my parents about it. You know, they, you know, uh, uh, my, my family didn't really have a, did, did not really subscribe or ascribe to, to a, a religion you know they they just did whatever the Chinese people did you know very um, you know cultural practices 
some some might call it Buddhist, some might call it Confucianism. I I don't know, but but and so but but there is there was this this concept of of God, you know, and so I can remember my dad um, saying to me, "Well, are you sure you want to do this? You know, I, I don't want our gods fighting with your gods in heaven, you know." And and so and so you know, I assured him, "No, that that won't happen." Of course, I didn't say, "Well, dad, your gods are fake. There's there's only one real God," even though that's the truth, you know. But then I knew that, that that I believe in in one God. I I didn't shoot him down like that. I just said, "Well, no, that that won't happen. It will be very peaceful, you know. Um, nothing will change, you know. I can still I can still um, honor our ancestors and, and do all these things." And and so that comforted him. And so I, I got baptized, and um, and I can remember, you know, we 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 we, we were in a pool of water. It was very cold, of course, and we knelt in the pool, and and the priest, you know, said, "I'm about to do the Father, and Son, Holy Spirit," and and I can recall that that was one. It was very cold, but two, it was also very liberating. Sort of like, you know, all the sins, all the bad things, all the bad um, words that you may have that I may have said, all, all the bad actions that I may have done, all the bad thoughts that I may have that I may have thought, is that washed away? I'm a completely new person, and then I now have a new family. Not that my my mom and dad and all this, and that family is gone, but no, but that I have an even bigger family, a family that is that is related in a way that is that is thicker than than water, even thicker than even thicker than blood, because this this family, this bond is 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 joined by by God Himself, who is love. And and um, I thought that was that was amazing, and um, and then I was confirmed. You know, the confirmation I I, I recall, but it it really wasn't um, the highlight, if you will, of 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 that day for me at that time. the The next big the next big moment was was when I received first Holy Communion. You know, because in our class. There were only one Catholic. There was only one Catholic student, and for six, seven years, we would just see him going up, receiving communion, and we would all just kneel there. And and I have to wonder, what you know, what what did that wafer, that cracker, you know, taste like? And of course, you know, that was very irreverent to think about in that time. But and and now, I I get to go up. I get to go up. And put my hands out, and have the priest to me the body of Christ, and then receive it. And not only that, I I got to receive from the chalice too, the precious blood of of our Lord, and and I will never forget that day, because it it, it you know, the it was really a, a mixture of emotions, but it was all joyful. The initial. Um, emotion that I felt going up was like, yes, I can finally do this now. I can finally do what I've been seeing uh, my teachers and my classmates go up and do. Now I can be part of that group now. But of course, at the same time, I also felt the great joy of, of being being able to receive Jesus in a very real way. And so, and so that so my and and my second communion, if you will, was Easter Sunday when I came back and. And um, and receive Jesus for the second time, um, all over again, and it was just so joyful, so happy, 
you know, and, and and after after that night, we went out and we had a nice big dinner, and it was sort of like um, it was sort of like um, a banquet for me, really, um, becoming Catholic. Um, and then, of course, you know, after after eighth grade, going to high school, um, I was very involved in active you know, campus ministry. But the in and and and, and, and oh, of course, part going back to sixth or eighth grade, the priesthood was something very special to me stemming from my first great experience with with the magic of the priesthood until the and uh, until the sixth through eighth grade sixth through eighth grade was when i really 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 was interested in the priesthood and that that's when i would play mass at home um when my friends would come over they would be my servers and 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 their readers and and i would i would take the old missalettes home and and i would do i would play mass by reading because I knew that the, the Eucharistic prayers were, were in the, the booklet. And so I would say mass out of that. And I would go to the library and borrow a, a, a Bible. And they would read from, from, from that. And, and um, so 6th or 8th grade was, was, um, was a very crucial time for my, you know, my, I guess my initial formation, if you will. And, um, and, and I can recall that was, um, and everyone... All my classmates were thinking that I would be a priest one day, and um, and so that was that was quite an adventure, um, sixth or eighth grade, um, and then high school came, and the thought of the priesthood sort of went away, because you know my focus was okay, I'm going to high school, go to college, and, could, and then go to medical school and be a doctor, get married, and have a big family, and, and all that. But 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 that changed, that changed when I started college you know i went to college for for neuroscience pre-med bio um bio first it was bio pre-med and then i had to change it to neuroscience because i thought neuroscience would be more um um more um competitive because everyone who went went to medical seemingly did bio pre-med but i wanted to do neuroscience to to, to stand out a bit and so i i started i, I declared a bio pre-med and then changed it to neuroscience major going in but something very important happened to me in my life, um, my third semester of college, that that really I think was 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 a crucial turning point to not only my life but my vocation and my discernment. And I'll save that for next time, and I'll share that with you next time. But but today, Good Shepherd Sunday, pray for your priest, thank them and encourage them. Let them know that you care and and you love them, and. And may you continue to form and develop and nourish that deep, intimate bond between you and your pastor and your priest friends. Because, brothers and sisters, um, our Lord our Lord, told us that we are one body. And, and, and we need to be together and we need to grow in love. And, and only if we pray for one another will that be able to happen. And so today, this fourth Sunday of Easter, this Good Shepherd Sunday... I, I, I will pray for you and please say a prayer for me. And um, next time, I'll share the second part of my vocation story. Take care and God bless. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.